When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this special edition of the show, we'll be catching up with Jonathan Phillips as we'll be discussing his favourite moments throughout his illustrious career. And we'll be discussing the playoffs in the Women's National Ice Hockey League this weekend as we'll be joined by Great Britain head coach Mike Clancy. All of that on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast this week. Later, we'll be previewing the playoffs in the Women's National Ice Hockey League this weekend. They'll be taking place up in Sheffield. And who better to preview this weekend's playoffs than the Great Britain head coach, Mike Clancy. He'll be joining us shortly. But before that, it's to Jonathan Phillips. And late last week, I caught up with Jonathan to look back at a remarkable career. Well, Jonathan, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first is first, big congratulations. What a way to sign off 21 years playing for your country with with a gold medal and promotion. How was that tournament uh, a couple of weeks ago in Nottingham? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, as you said, I think it's the perfect ending. And, you know, I th- we kind of said beforehand, if there was a, a fairy tale way to end, it was obviously, you know, promotion with a gold. And uh, we managed to do that. And, you have so much fun at them tournaments and, and I, I think that's why I've always wanted to do it for so long because it's the it really is the time of your life when 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 you're there I think we, we've created such a a strong bond and such a strong culture there you just always want to be a part of that and it really was the perfect way to end it and what was that determination like in the dresser as well because we caught up with Chuck in the in the, the lead up to the tournament and we caught up with a couple of players as well the build up to it and the fact it was home and the fact there was an expectation to bounce back first time the pressure was on really yeah i mean we we certainly put the 
I don't think we ever felt out, outside pressure. I think we're good at kind of deflecting that. Not that I think there was any, but I think as a as as players, especially, and I'm sure the organisation as a whole, kind of we put it on ourselves to put pressure on. And and as soon as we lost to Austria last year, we wanted to get straight back up there. And and you know not only not only for our for ourselves to be back in that pool, but I just think it's so important for the position we're in right now. And, you know, we've, we've made so much headway and gained so much respect uh, throughout the world. I just think that needs to keep going and growing. And especially when you see the skill and how good some of our young guys are, we need to put them in the biggest window possible. And yeah, we did put pressure on ourselves to, to get back up. And I think uh, we spoke uh, early on in the year as well. We were talking about those young players who were coming through and and the onus on the more experienced players like like yourself to to guide them. And that that mix was was there for all to see in in this tournament. Yeah, it was. You know, I think I think it was a a very good mix of both of experience and you know new skill and creativity. And I think this year more than. The past that I think we've had a good few years now of playing the system that that Pete has kind of introduced over the last few years, and so I think I think we all had that down a little more, and things just seem to click. And uh, you mentioned how much of a fairy tale it is. I mean, I think if you wrote it in a Hollywood film, the exec producer would probably go, "No, nah, that's that's not realistic." Um, mm. But there you are, your final game as captain, lifting that trophy. Yeah, I know exactly. And I think from last year against Austria, you know, we played so well for those first two periods. I think we were 3-1 we up, I think. And and then obviously we kind of, I think the only way, if we're honest, we bottled it in that third. And so, you know, we were we were conscious of that. So we knew the whole tournament, we we can't get too high, we can't get too low. So I think we managed to, to maintain that kind of constant emotion right the way through. And, you know, I think that's where the experience helps really. And in that final appearance, that 116th cap that you've got for, for GB, um, it's one of them games as well, um, you know, against Italy that's going to go down in the memory because it was such a, a thrilling game to be part of as well. I mean, what, what's your take from that final match against Italy in the tournament? Yeah, obviously it was very back and forth. I mean, you know, kind of we'd score, then they'd score and tie up. And their first goal actually deflected off my stick. And and I just thought, you know, oh no, like please don't be one of these games. But it was, it, it was. We've had some great battles against Italy in in the past, and six seven years ago, we were we were nowhere near that level to you know to play against them. They they used to blow us out out the water. So to see that we going into that game, we knew that we were the better team. We were confident in that. Um, it's just kind of making sure that we execute our our system, and and you know we kind of did that to perfection. It's interesting what you said there about where GBR now versus where they were uh, ten or so years ago. Uh, I'm I'm talking to a player here and yourself, Jonathan, who can who can make those statements. I mean, how noticeable have the improvements been over the last two decades or so? It's off the chart, to be honest. And you know, I think that all comes down to to P coming in and 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 giving us an identity. Um, you know, really cementing the culture that's being created there. And it's just something that works. It, it, it and it really does work. And even the games we lost up in up in Pule, and you know, we, we had some great performances and you know, really close games. Um, and just how well we did against them. And our very first game, we, you know, I think Germany had most of the puck that first year in Slovakia, but we only lost three one to them. And I think a year or so before they 
I think they they won the silver medal at the Olympics. So I think it just it just shows how how much we've grown. Yeah, uh, like I said, a, a big congratulations. Uh, I mean, what a what a tournament it was, and uh, on and off the ice, you have to say it was well organised as well, wasn't it? But just a, a general catch up, really, just about your retirement more generally. It'd be yeah. remiss of us not to talk about your career overall domestically and what you've yeah, achieved yeah. at Sheffield and and before that Cardiff. I mean, what a career! <laughs> I mean, what what's your overriding memory really about about what's been achieved over the years uh, you know so much success with Sheffield and Cardiff your, your your boyhood club as well so I mean what 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 are your 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 most cherished memories playing for the sport oh my god I got loads I mean obviously the GB ones are 100% right up there I think as a as a as a child you you can only dream of playing for your country and you know to be able to do it for for 21 years or so is unreal and one of my best memories, it, it was it was a pre-season GB camp back in 99, I think it was. I was 16 and Clarkie was 17. And they chose two players from the under-20s camp to go away. We went away in August to check for two weeks. And it was unbelievable. And we were playing with guys who, you know, only a few years back, we were season ticket holders watching watching them play the Devils and things like that. So, you know, Steve Murray was on the team, the Cooper brothers, Tony Hand. So that was really special, just to kind of the way they really took to us and brought us in and showed us the ropes at such a young age, when we thought they were just going to push us to a side, and um, they were great with us, and and I think that that really kind of gives you the the ambition to to push on as you know as far as you can kind of go, and um, but yeah, look, I mean, many many great memories, and I think the first trophy we ever won, it was down in Cardiff, it was the Challenge Cup. I think we were, it was a two-leg final. We, we we lost by, I think, three goals in Coventry, came back to Cardiff, and I think Nathan Rempel tied it up with about seven seconds to go. And um, we won in a, in a shootout. So there's loads and loads to mention, really. I mean, that memory you, you spoke about there, what's, what's that about? Uh, I'm trying to work out. I mean, about 17 years ago or so, and it still sticks with you. Um, yeah, 2005, maybe, or something yeah. like that. That trophy win there for with with Cardiff. I mean, what what did that mean for you? Because uh, what one thing we have to say is we often talk about uh, with coaches of clubs outside the elite league about giving uh, kids opportunities and stuff like that. But Cardiff, you, you were getting opportunities to take part in things at a relatively young age, really. Yeah, I was. I left school um, after my GCSEs, and then um, I'd actually gone in. I enrolled into college. I absolutely hated it I, I i think i went for for half a morning and i just thought that you know this is just not for me uh but i thought you know tomorrow's a new day and then just by by chance sheer coincidence paul heavey called and said you know we want you to train full time with us we can't offer you a contract but this is the, you know this is what we want you to do so i was 16 at the time and i i jumped at, at the chance i just thought yeah ab- absolutely so i did that I got a part-time job in the afternoons and then they signed me the year after. But yeah, I mean, you know, Heaves was massive on, you know, trying to bring bring through the juniors as, as much as he could. And, you know, he had a few of us training there. And, and I think it was important even for that first year before I signed, you know, the, my first contract at 17 because it was almost like he was getting me ready to sign the contract and, and just showing me what a professional is and what it takes to be one and just being around the guys in training every single day and 
and really kind of pushing myself. So, yeah, I think that was a big kind of lesson for me and, and, and one that I loved being a part of. And and we should say, I mean, it's not every day, you you, you know, if you give a kid an opportunity, they're going to go on and have a career like, like you've had, Jonathan. But if the opportunities are given, there's the chance that more Jonathan Phillips is, will will appear. And like we touched upon in this interview, that's that's actually already happened with some of the younger kids who are in the GB squad at the moment. So you're, you're a classic example now. That's it. And, you know, I think, I think the Elite Series helped. And, you know, I think you saw people like Waller kind of, you know, really shine in that elite series. And then obviously Cardiff pick him up straight from there. And then he goes down there. He's on the power play. He's playing, you know, important minutes and important situations. And it was just a great opportunity for him to showcase exactly what he can do. And, you know, I think sometimes it is it is tough for elite league teams because of, because of the way the business is to give the younger guys a chance because there's no game that you can kind of lose and, and think, oh, we can pick up the two points later on. It it, it just doesn't work like that. Um, so, you know, I, th- I do think we need to find a better way of being able to get more kids up and involved and, and just so, you know, they're not coming straight from the juniors straight into trying to break one of these big teams. And uh, touching upon um, the uh, Elite League, obviously you've been uh, part of Sheffield uh, for you know much of this this era that that we've had this latest era and it's been it's been a good spell you've had with Sheffield isn't it uh, so um, I mean leaving Cardiff with with a, a Challenge Cup medal the way you did what's your abiding memories about Sheffield? Oh God, like absolutely loads. I think I think the main thing is is the players involved. I think we've had such good people here over the seventeen years. You know, a lot of you know not just friends but kind of almost like best friends kind of thing and. We all still keep in touch now. I think for me, the the big, the big trophy I always wanted to win. I know the the league is the biggest and class is the biggest, but the one I wanted to win from from going to watch Wembley as a kid it was the playoffs. And so I think that first one to win against Coventry down in Nottingham, I was lucky enough to score the game winning goal in that too. You know, I think that always kind of brings a special memory and a smile to your face, but. I think every, every every time you win a new trophy, you, I think you end up saying, "Oh no, this one's the best." So it 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 really doesn't get old, and it gets addicting. And and you know, once you win once, you just want to keep winning and winning and winning. I mean, when you look at it, I'm not, I've got your stats in, in front of me, Jonathan. Obviously, and um, you know, you you're winning something, you're getting something year on year, aren't you? Either with Sheffield or with GB, and that that's a good place to be, isn't it? Because that just kicks you on into the next season, which I suppose is how you've managed to go on so long. Is because it, every year it's like, yes, I've achieved something here. Let, let's keep going now. That's it, and I think you know, at the end of the day, you're a professional athlete, and and you're kind of driven by competition, and 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 you know, you wanna you wanna compete. So every and every time you win. It just gives you that bug even more, and and they're feelings that you'll never ever replicate. I don't think. And I've always told my two sons they play now; they're fourteen and twelve. And I've always said like I don't care if you don't make it to professional team or anything like that. Like you know, it's just important to be involved in hockey, and I want them to be able to experience just some of the memories that we've managed to go through and have. And he was saying the other day, my my eldest, that you know they were up in Dumfries for they had a Scotland England game after the game at the hotel and the whole team were off down playing football till kind of, you know, nine, nine thirty at night. And he was saying how much, you know, how fun that was. And 
and and I was like, yeah, that that that's those little memories that that I, I'm kind of talking about. It, it's it's such a special kind of a special time. Yeah, it really is. And uh, well, I suppose me, me one of my final questions, Jonathan, is just about um, what's what's next. Have you have you decided what what's what's happening? Because obviously you, you you know you've had this busy career. Um, I'm imagining it's going to be difficult to take a step back from it. So I mean, what 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 what's what's your plans? If I can ask you that at this early point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I haven't really thought too much about it. Will I play? You know, I'll, I'll never say never. Um, just kind of see what happens. Um, we'll let the summer go a bit and 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 see if if that's something that I can fit into the schedule. Um, you know, certainly my body is fine to do it. You know, I, the reason I I did I did retire was just to to get into the real world and get a real job. Um, I say real job, but you know, a proper kind of the rest of the world do and um, you know I'm really enjoying that I've been doing that for two weeks now so I'll just kind of see what happens and uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd love to stay involved in some capacity I think it's been too big a part of my life to to just kind of drop it. So are, are we saying Jonathan that if you go anywhere near an ice rink there's there's a good chance you might just end up on it just by accident is what we're saying? But <laughs> Who knows <laughs> yeah well our final game on the Friday and then um, on the Saturday morning I was in already in uh, Ice Sheffield because it was the, the showcase weekend so my boys were on so I was there all weekend and then worked all week and then uh, we were up in Dumfries for the England-Scotland all weekend so I don't, I don't think stepping in an ice rink will be, uh, will be too hard I think I'll definitely be stepping in a few. Uh, well, look, look out for that one if you see Jonathan Phillips around. Uh, but Jonathan, just a, a, a closing thought. I mean, when you boil it all down to this chat, we've had, you know, about GB, Cardiff, Sheffield. What a career. What's your thoughts, basically? I mean, how, how do you sum it all up? I think just I think just proud to have been able to do something for so long, you know, is, is something that I'm obviously gutted to have to retire. And, and I don't mean that in a way where, you know, if, if there's an injury or you're feeling too old or whatever, but it, it, it as in at some point is it's got to end and you've done it for so long, you, you have to go on to the next step. And I think it's one of them things you wish that you could you could do forever. You really do, but you can't. That's life. Um, but yeah, I think just just proud that I've been able to 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 do this. I think you know everybody has worked so so hard to be able to do it. And you know me the same. I, I, it is the second I saw a hockey game, I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. And yeah, just just have loved every single second of it. Whether you know through good times and bad times, you, there's there's things about you that you absolutely love. Well, Jonathan Phillips, a big big thank you for for taking the time out your day to to join us uh, on on this week's show. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you. Um, what a career! You've had a big congratulations on all the medals, all the trophies, and catch up again soon. Sounds good, mate. Thank you for having us. Jonathan Phillips there speaking to me late last week. From the Great Britain's men's team now to the Great Britain women's team. And let's discuss the National Ice Hockey League this weekend. A festival of ice hockey taking place at Ice Sheffield on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And who better to help preview this weekend's matches than the Great Britain women's head coach. And it's a big welcome back to the show now to Mike Clancy, who I caught up with on Wednesday. Well, Mike, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, before we get to this 
epic season finale uh, with regards to the domestic competition in this country. Just a, a bit of a catch up. Uh, we we caught up ahead of the the Korea tournament back back in April. How was how was the tournament in Korea? The tournament went very well. Preparation, planning, and everything on our side went went very very well. Um, we had a couple of small anomalies before we went out. Players not available to to travel, but you know I I think. I think it was a fantastic opportunity for us to travel halfway across the world to play in a world championships. And, and I think the girls adapted really, really well to that. Um, we, we didn't quite get the results that we expected to get out there. And I can't put that down to preparation or anything. Um, I think the level of hockey, the jump between 2A and 1B was was far greater than any of us expected. Do you think, though, uh, because because of that tournament, there's there's plenty of learnings and uh, plenty of, of stuff to build on for, for the next time we're in the World Championships? Yeah, I, listen, you, you're always learning no matter what. We spent a lot of time studying the videos from the game, from the, the systems we played to the individuals that competed over there. Um, I think for us to come back and sit down, take a little bit of time to digest what went on and all come back with our individual flows of, of what we need to do slightly differently at the next World Championship. And to get the experience to travel, like I said before, halfway across the world to Korea, I think it was a 14-hour flight, an eight-hour time difference, trying to adapt and, and all those things uh, was a, an incredible experience. Certainly a foothold uh, in Division 1 uh, for the next tournament. Uh, so congratulations on that front. And uh, speaking of incredible experiences, what what a showcase in, in Sheffield we've got uh, across Saturday, Sunday and, and Bank Holiday Monday with the Elite League, uh, Division 1, Division 2 and the under-16s as well. Um, this, this is brilliant, isn't it, what's being put on this weekend? I think it's fantastic to showcase the women's game like this. Experienced it last year in 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 Witness, and and I think no better environment to do it than Sheffield with the facilities and everything there. I think the the, the girls will absolutely love the experience down there. It all kicks off on Saturday. Uh, Division One, uh, Whitley Bay taking on Sheffield. First game of of the weekend. Swindon taking on Kingston. Big good luck to all four sides. Uh, basically, what's the 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 carrot at the end of this is that match on Bank Holiday Monday uh, against Bristol. Big good luck to Bristol in that relegation promotion game. Um, but one thing we have to say at this point, uh, not giving bias to anyone, but what Whitley Bay have done this season in going the whole campaign unbeaten is absolutely brilliant. But this is the playoffs. We're, we've seen it so many times before. The team who actually wins the league don't actually win the playoffs. That's that's just the way it goes sometimes. It and do you know what? If I go back to last year, Bristol did a very similar thing. I think they went un, undefeated all season to, to come up into the women's elite. It should be a very interesting game on Monday. Uh, but back to Saturday. And in the evening, it's uh, Division 2, Solway taking on Peterborough, Cardiff taking on Widnes. And again, we do have to mention uh, the season that Solway have had. Um, the men's team haven't done bad, that's for sure. But neither of the women's team as well. They've gone the whole campaign unbeaten as well. So, And uh, we should mention the under-16s and, and you know that pathway into uh, Division 2 and then Division 1 and, and beyond. Uh, the under-16s uh, playoffs, they take place on Sunday and on, on Bank Holiday Monday as well, the final on Monday. So, you know what? There's a lot of excitement around the younger hockey I've seen this this year. I, th- I think the introduction and, and real development of that under-16s league can't go unmissed. Um, it really is helping develop a, a broad group of um, girls now from, from a mix of age groups. You know, they can play a little bit younger at that level. So I, I think it's fascinating what they're trying to achieve now. Let's go uh, to the games that are in the middle 
of Saturday afternoon, uh, the, the semi-finals when it comes to the, the Elite League. Solihull taking on Streatham, Queen Bees taking on Guildford. Uh, we should start off talking about Solihull taking on Streatham first uh, against fourth uh, with regards to the league standings. Uh, but Streatham, they finished fourth last season and, uh, and still managed to get through to the final. For Solihull, it's three straight league titles, but they haven't won the playoffs for a good few years now, have they? So, I mean, it's again, it's all up in the air for this one, regardless of league positions and how, how both teams have fared in the regular season. Yeah, I think one thing that I'd put into this is is that the, the women have played an extremely long season this season, starting very early to try and get as many games in before the World Championships. And and you, you look at their length of time now, they're playing to, to have the fitness to carry on and showcase this weekend is going to be quite incredible. So... Um, we are seeing a level step up from a fitness point of view in the women's game to enable to cope with those longer seasons. I think any of those top four can can, um, t- can take this title. It's who shows up on the day. And I've seen that a couple of games that, that a number of them have played this year. They can switch it on and play well above their level. And likewise, they, they can turn up not switched on and, and not get the results that they expected to get. So it's quite exciting for those four, certainly at this um, at this weekend. Yes, uh, unfortunately, we're we're not aware of squad news at, at this stage, uh, or as we record the show. But um, there's plenty of players uh, in this first game we need to talk about who, who you've coached. Uh, you know, uh, Captain Isabel Whiteley for for Streatham, uh, Angela Taylor, of course, Jodie Alderson Smith, who who is the GB captain and uh, and plays for Solihull, Katie Henry, who I think most cap player now. Who's playing? I think yes, I think that's for, right for Great Britain, and of course Saffron Allen as well. I mean, this this is this game here. There's, there's plenty of stars uh, from from a GB perspective for this game between Solihull and Streatham. Yeah, absolutely, there is. I, I think Streatham become really, really well drilled with great systems to be able to compete and shut Solihull down. I think Solihull have got the energy. Have got a little bit more international experience within that group. But like I said before, don't take anything away. I think it's the team that turns up on the day will we'll certainly take the victories at this weekend. Yeah, and regardless of what happens, um, we spoke to Richard Wilcox a while ago, but a, a big congratulations to everyone at Solihull for, for three straight league titles. Uh, but um, it's to the playoffs, and that's the first game for the elite semi-finals on Saturday. Solihull taking on Streatham. In the other game, Queen Bees taking on Guildford Lightning. I think this is exactly the same tie as last year and in the end Guildford won and not just the semi-final but they also ended up winning the playoffs as well so finishing third seems about right for them uh, I'm going to suggest heading into this playoffs given what happened last year yeah I, I think you're right uh do you know the bees are a team that, that I have watched a couple of times this year um and, and I look at the group of players that they've got and the youth that they're bringing through. It's quite an exciting um, team to watch and it's definitely developing, growing and getting stronger. I couldn't really say which way this one's going to go, but um, I, I think it's going to be an, an exciting game, to be honest. It really is. Yes, uh, Louise Adams, uh, 21 goals this season for, for Guildford. So certainly one to watch. Uh, and obviously Beth Hill, uh, part of the GB setup. Uh, but just to mention, when it comes to uh, the Queen Bees, we do have to mention uh, Natalie Aldridge, who's stepping down eight league titles, seven playoff victories as a player and as a coach. What a career uh, for the Queen Bees she's had. Huge, huge. You're really going to struggle to replace someone like that. Um, someone I've watched coaching, not not just um, women's hockey and playing women's hockey, but conference as well in, in the boys game and stuff. Uh, someone who really knows the game and someone that can get people motivated in the right way. 
So expect a lot from them this weekend. I really do. Yeah, and uh, obviously we've we've mentioned a few players from three of the teams, but for for Queen Bees, you know, you've got Catherine Gale, Rachel Cartwright, uh, Chrissy Newman. Again, there's plenty of quality players playing on the ice in, in Sheffield on Saturday. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't mention Ellie Wakeling and and Abby Sylvester in that mm. group as well. So actually, when you put it like that, they they've got quite a good forward group and, and certainly stronger at the back. And obviously, Mike, I'm not going to ask you for prediction. I said to you off air, in fact, one of the uh, provisos, I said, don't worry, Mike, I'm not going to back you into a corner. <laughs> I'll make you make a prediction uh, for this one. But, uh, I mean, it is just going to be a quality weekend, isn't it? And uh, what season we've had? Oh, it's been terrific. It really has. I, I mean, to top it for me, Ben, any one of those four um, teams could could take this weekend, and that's been shown previously. I think Solly will have got a lot to prove. I think the Bees will want to go out the right way for obvious reasons. And the others, I, I mean, they're, they're not walkover teams by any means. It, it's going to be a fantastic weekend, and I'm really looking forward to getting down there and watching the ice hockey across all age groups. No, good stuff. And uh, Mike Clancy, head coach, of the Great Britain side. A big, big thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to join us on this week's show uh, to help us preview this weekend. Have a good weekend. Have a lovely summer and uh, catch up again very soon. And you, Ben. Thanks very much. Take care. Great Britain head coach Mike Clancy there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to both Mike and to Jonathan for joining me this week. We'll be back late next week as we'll be catching up with some of the winners from this weekend's playoffs in the Women's National Ice Hockey League. But in the meantime, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben and you all make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.